And hello good people of the internet, it is I, Tommy Kelly. This is Adventures in Woo Woo. Yet again, we're in a forest. This one, I'm not quite sure what the name is. It's kind of more north of where I normally be in the forest, on a road between, I suppose, somewhere near Newry and somewhere near Omeet, up near the Flagstaff, for people who are from the area who will understand. Um, so what I want to talk today about is a bit about something that kind of has been on my mind for the last couple of years, and I kind of fell out of it a bit because of the lockdown. Um, and the pandemic and because it was you know we were all kind of essentially stuck at home and it's this idea of reconnecting with the actual world uh, physically the actual you know as, as a, a place so getting to forests and enjoying the kind of the things that life has has to offer rather than the kind of normal standard type of thing that you see in an awful lot of religious new age and magical circles is that this place is an illusion it's a dream it's a prison some might go if you're Gnostic but it's a place where you have to, that isn't real, that you have to somehow waken up to or escape in order to get to your real place, the real earth, or the, you know, your real life. Even into kind of a modern kind of interpretation of it is the simulation theory, where this is kind of as if we're in a computer game and somehow we'll unplug like Neo in, Neo in the Matrix and come to our real life. The problem with that, of course, is that in the simulation theory, you are also a simulation. <laughs> So that it's, you know, there's nothing, no you to wake up to. You are the simulation, you're part of the simulation. And that's kind of echoed in kind of Zen stuff as well, where it's saying that while the world is an illusion, you are part of that. So you also, the self is also an illusion and the whole thing is an illusion. And in non-dual stuff, it's that, again, kind of a dream-like quality or illusion-like quality that once you have an awakening experience around it and you realize that it's just total awareness is all that actually exists. And I suppose you have an idealism, the kind of idea that everything is happening in consciousness and that, again, it's kind of a dream, that there's no out there, out there, that it's all in consciousness. And, of course, that's a, a, a reasonable kind of stance to take because we literally have no experience of anything else other than consciousness in our entire lives. That tree that's right there is actually in my brain. It's not right there. Or at least that's how me as a being is creating it. Maybe there isn't out there, out there, that is pure information and this is translating it. But we can never know because we can never interact with that. We can only interact with, in a sense, what our brain is telling us about something that may or not be out there. Maybe a dream, all of these things. The problem with all of that, and what's coming to my kind of thing, is that we end up negating, number one, the wonderfulness of this planet. We kind of see it shunning. Two, we don't really, in a sense, I think because of this particularly, I suppose, Catholic or Christian view that, you know, that if this is the bad place and the good place is, you know, after we die and after the apocalypse and after Jesus judges us all, that we don't really have to be custodians of this place. We don't have to look after it because fuck it. This place is a, you know, it's a temporary. This is, you know, this is a, a place that needs to be, you know, you can let go of it. This is our prison or this is the place before we get to the real place. And so there's kind of, that can feed in, I feel anyway, into the whole thing of, Let's not look after the ecology because it's all fucked anyway and it doesn't matter. It's all an illusion dream anyway. And that's in all of these type of things, all of these kind of dream matrix simulation, falling, heaven is a real, you know, or new earth, all of these type of things. And I think what happens, apart from, apart from the kind of the, the, the crappiness of that, I think there's kind of two things that kind of happen out of that. The first one is that we tend to then, as a kind of a spiritually minded people, to see everything in spiritual ways, in the kind of like that Wayne Dyer book, which is there's a spiritual solution to every problem. And I, that kind of, I feel, 
can lead you down a kind of a bad path, or certainly did me, and I'll give you a, 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 what I mean by that. I have done loads of therapy, I've done loads of meditation, I've done, done loads of like shadow work, binding work, and tried to unpack all of these things. But I was kind of left or still with a sense of a deep sadness that would engulf me at times. And I, d I didn't know what it was. There seemed to be no, um, <laughs> coolly falling. And there seemed to be no origin for it. It just seemed to be from somewhere else, but something I had to endure. And I sat with it in a meditation for months and was just kind of looking at it, just tending to it, see what, where it would lead me, what it would do, and then it didn't. It just sat there. So it was me essentially sitting in sadness for six months or more. And this had been more or less my entire life. And while ostensibly going to therapy and uncovered different things about it, what it could be, there was certainly a sense of mourning to it. And there was a, a realization at one point that a cat who had died, Puka, if you've been following the, the vlog for a long while or the podcast, you will have heard me talk about it. Um, and not, not being able to mourn her properly and then realizing that when I did mourn her that there was an awful lot of this um, built up sadness in me. But it didn't get rid of the whole sadness or whatever. So I kind of, right, while you can go, right, maybe it's a, it's a shadow from the future or maybe it's, you know, someone else's sadness, maybe it's Persephone's sadness or, you know, all of these things that you can kind of discuss around it. What I noticed, though, was that when I take a thing called 5-HTP and when I cut out all diet food and cut out all the low-calorie stuff and all the processed stuff and eat really well, that while it doesn't disappear, it's hugely lessened, the frequency goes away, or it's not as, as frequent, and it's manageable. And that kind of goes, well, if it, this is a spiritual problem, why is a physicalness thing really helping it out in that other element, you know, like the spiritual, the meditation wasn't, mindfulness wasn't, I've been mindful of it, I was looking at it, I knew it was there, I, you know, I was trying not to change it, I was just looking at it, and wasn't helping, but yet, taking a seed, um, you know, making sure I have my vitamins, making sure I'm hydrated, does and it's kind of I was kind of perplexed a bit about that because like that is the kind of thought then as we should I maybe not take five HTP which maybe I should eat normally or you know the way I used to eat where you know because I've been on a diet my entire life so I probably have a, a lack of nutrients or whatever but maybe that's and I've been a vegetarian for 30 years or whatever it is at this point so you know that it's there is a, there is a physicalness to it and never once in therapy was I asked about my um, diet or uh, you know, anything. Never once was I asked when I went to the doctor about depression, never was I asked about my diet. In fairness to Reiki, I was definitely asked about my diet and my lifestyle and stuff like that. And that seems to be something that does happen in, a, in more alternative or holistic um, medicine type things. Um, but then it kind of, the guilt was building up in me that was kind of going, well, maybe I should suffer in order to find out what this is. If it's a spiritual pr uh, problem, um, then I should have a spiritual answer and I should not be kind of camouflaging it or trying to uh, negate it or push it away or solve it by a physical issue because after all this is an illusion you know the physicalness is an illusion this is a dream and so it can't be solved by another part of the dream it can only be solved by a kind of a higher order spiritual outlook onto something and then I kind of went yeah I don't know while still part of me still kind of believes that I, I, I think that's a bad outlook and I think that's kind of part of the, the notion of if you start seeing the world as purely a, an illusion and a dream that you can forget about the actual physicalness of it as well 
um, the, how important that is, how important the kind of the looking after your physical body is. And I remember years ago talking about when I'd lost some weight originally, I'm trying to be healthy, whatever. A couple of people just mentioned, because I've no interest in, your, your, in that, well, you know, because, you know, your life or physicalness is an illusion. Or what, I can't remember the exact words, but it was along that way. And I was like going, that's interesting that we have this kind of outlook, you know, that, that to shun the humanness, the physicalness. And of course, how, how could we not? Because every single institution, um, religious or kind of, you know, that kind of thing has, tells us this from Buddhism to, you know, to Christianity, to magic, to non-dual, to, you know, take your pick. Now, of course, there is ones that don't do that. So, so we also have the neglect of the world that I've talked about because it's not real and the neglect of ourselves and then therefore looking for um, you know, a spiritual solution to climate change, a spiritual solution to depression, wherein sometimes, and, and I want to be very clear here, I am not saying, because I hate it when it, to, to depress people, that what you really should do is just, you know, all that's wrong to you is your diet, or that horrible thing where people go, have you tried, you know, going for a run or going for a walk, and kind of just dismissing people's kind of experience. I think, with me, it involves having to take therapy, involved having to take supplements, involved having to do lots of mindfulness, it involved having a lot of introspection, and it was all of those things. But it was imbalanced because I hadn't taken the physicalness into it. Now, I'm not solved, I'm not, you know, suddenly, you know, perfect, and I know all things because of all this, but it's definitely more manageable, and by that I mean, by taking the 5-HTP in particular, I think is the main thing for this, and by looking at making sure I'm nourished, hydrated, and all my vitamins, that then the things like mindfulness are possible to do, then the things like gratitude are possible to do. Before that, I'm just engulfed in sadness and feel like I'm drowning. And so the gratitude thing is just, it's an impossibility. It's not something that you're on a level to be able to do. When you're so down and you're so in that place, that um, mindfulness is useless too because you go right I'm mindful of this horrible place and it's you know it's it's not that it changes anything but what I found having done the therapy having done the mindfulness having done the, the binding the shadow work the introspection and looking now looking after the physical thing I can get to a point where all of that starts to work where it's doable you know it's like trying to I suppose in one sense trying to mindfulness your way out of a hangover where you go, you know, you just can't because it's, a, there's a, it's an actual physical thing. You know, you have a headache, you're dehydrated, you, you, you know, you're poisoned, all of these things. And gratitude's not going to get you out of a hangover. It obviously, obviously will have an impact in it. But it, it's just, it's like, I think I was kind of imbalanced in that I, I was basically essentially doing there's a spiritual answer to every problem. And hold on, like readjust again. The thing that happened to me about two years ago, where I started going out into forests, start kind of getting really interested in plants again and trees, and going out with my iNaturalist app, trying to find out everything. And I was really connecting and really felt, you know, I, like I belonged in a sense to this world rather than being the interloper, like I talked about in a recent blog post. Um, and really kind of absorbing myself in, I suppose, earth based magics, a bit like, I suppose, more witchcraft uh, uh, stuff um, than the kind of. You know, sitting down, asking you, who am I, who am I, you know, the non-dual stuff, the meditation, the kind of, I suppose in a sense, non-sexy, boring stuff that is essential too, but it's, 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 it's easy to then dislocate yourself from this world, I feel. Well, at least it was for me. Now that I, you know, back and come to Forbes again because the, 
the lockdown is pretty much over here uh, at the moment uh, you know to be to be confirmed or to you know stay tuned folks but um that's a huge part of me that was missing and it was i think that was the reason why i was into aromatherapy and why i wanted to do all these things was that i wanted to feel a connection with the world that spirituality really wasn't giving me because what that spirituality was telling me was that this is the thing to get away from so don't try to connect with this wonderful tree here because it's not real and it's i think that could be an awful lot of one of the reasons or one of the factors in feeling like an interloper was because i was you're I've been told since very early on that this isn't real and that you know that you're a, you know some sort of spiritual person having a depending on who you ask a jail existence a prison existence and um, a punishment uh, some people go as far as say the hell is here but of course heaven is here too and uh, so ultimately without kind of going around in circles of this I just think that we can kind of as a community or I'll speak only for myself I can kind of and I did have the kind of notions around the idea that you must solve everything from a higher order spiritual thing that this is in a sense um, a reflection of the world as a reflection of your inner spiritual world rather than being in a sense something to be considered as equal in a sense or real and to kind of balance everything in a kind of elemental way of you know earth air fire water and the elusive spirit the combination heart captain planet all of these things um, to make sure all of them is in balance and see the earth kind of element more than just have i enough money have i enough food but like am i eating well Am I, you know, how's my stress? How's my, you know, am I drinking <laughs> enough water? You know, uh, I would say drinking enough water come under the earth element rather than the water element. Um, you know, and I didn't look at the other elements and, you know, who am I surrounding myself with our souls would be like the kind of a devotional thing. Have I enough passion? Am I reading enough? Whatever it is, the spirit, am I nourishing my soul? Really connect with this world and in a kind of a, an approach that rather than meet somewhere that is a prison, rather than meet somewhere that is a kind of temporary place before you get to the real place, rather than trying to want the new earth to ascend upon you, or rather than seeing it as just a dream that you're meant to wake up from and, you know, or see the, the true reality of it, to embrace it as a wonderful place that you're meant to be here, that it's a good thing you're here, that this is... Um, you know, the opposite of what we're kind of taught, that, that this is a worthwhile place, that it's not something that you ended up here because of something bad happened or something wrong you did, or that it's something you fell into a dream and you need to escape it, and this constant trying to get out of this, to really connect with this and look at it. And that when I had that kind of wonderful, well, one of the wonderful awakening experiences, realizing that there's something in me is also in that tree, that's very much in that me is not that it, it, it kind of rather than affirmed a kind of an illusionary nature to the world it was that there's an intelligence there's a beingness there's an aliveness there's in like a, almost an animistic type of view although I, I don't fully go with the animism because i don't know i don't I, I don't know enough about it in a sense i have a very kind of i've, I've read a lot about it but it, there's just something that just doesn't fit with me either and i don't know why uh, perhaps it's just hesitancy rather than perhaps it's just the, the kind of people I've been reading uh, it from that how they present it. Um, so I so my kind of if you want awakening experience has led me to believe that this is less illusionary than I've been told 
and that it's more important than we've been told and that to become a proper custodian of this place rather than trying to get out of it all the time. We have a very strange kind of notion of trying to get out of it but also trying to, um, you know, not wanting to die too. So it's, it's all kind of mixed up. So that's kind of my thoughts. That's where, where I am. It's, it's uh, all around seeing this place as wonderful rather than a place to try to escape. Connecting with it, um, be more holistic in my spiritual outlook, to not negate and not forget about the physicalness, to the, you know, uh, the different things, and to just yeah have a more holistic spiritual outlook, magical outlook. So, good people of the internet, from the forest, uh, may your best days be ahead, may you connect with all the things around you, and may the world teach you things, hold you, and make you feel like you're home, and that you're meant to be here, and it's a good thing to be here, and it's not somewhere that you need to be rushing off away from. So, until next time, may our best days be ahead, and be well.